millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is going on, everybody? My name is Cotter Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? Good, Connor. Enjoying the bank holiday Monday uh, day off that we're all yeah. celebrating in Ireland. Uh, happy to be chatting with my best pal on such a day. Why do you sound so suspicious? Because we are recording this on a Monday. You're, re- you're acting like we recorded just, it last week. And you're like, this Monday, which is a bank holiday. Look, today, the, I don't know, 8th of June, 2021, <laughs> is a great day. We're just guessing at this point. I wonder what's going to happen next year. We always just keep a Movie Monday's topical news episode <laughs> in our back pocket where we try and guess what will happen with movie news in the coming year. So this is Movie Monday, Sean. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, um, we respectfully ask everyone at the start of the show, just give us a like and review, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. You don't have to. Because one of these days we'll disrespectfully ask for it. One of these days, Sean will absolutely say something to get him cancelled. And that's just coming. That's any day now. Yeah, so if you can rate us before that happens, so then we can immediately see the drop-off. Because I have some serious thoughts. (laughs) Which I will only voice with 100% five-star reviews. Um, So, Sean, it's been a pretty big week for movie news. Um, And to be honest, we actually have too much news. And it's very strange, because there's some weeks of the year that we do this show, and let's be honest... I mean, there's not a lot of news. It's just week to week. It's news. But this week, it seems because CinemaCon was on, you also have several different pieces of Disney, Marvel news. Everything's kind of coming out at once. So we will try to get to everything. If we miss it, don't worry, we will probably get to it next week or the week after. 
at that point it'll be old news you won't give a shit but we'll get to it if it's that we'll important have, we'll have voiced our middle class white male concerns about such news which is what everyone tunes in to hear it's our strong opinions that people need <laughs> there's not enough of them in the world actually I was uh, this is nothing to do with movie news but Go ahead. I went out to lunch I just have a hot goss hot um, goss I went out to lunch there last week and there was uh-huh. a guy behind us and he was talking he was on a date and oh. it was just so loudly that nobody else could like talk in the restaurant. It was just him, um, and he was <laughs> he was clearly on a date. But th- I felt like we were there for maybe forty five minutes because we just got a coffee or whatever. And yeah. the the female companion of his uh, talked. I think two three sentences, and oh, then she great said, listener. <laughs> "Very good listener." He told her all about a Springsteen concert he'd been to, and then my favourite bit was, yeah, but then Bono went up on the stage, and he's a bollocks. <laughs> was this man just panicked, and he was just stream of consciousness, I, whatever he thinks about? Bono caught a few strays. I'm like, what's Bono got to do with Springsteen? I mean, look, he is a bollocks, but like, it's it's hardly, that's not first date, like, talking points, though, is it? <laughs> No, yeah, you normally keep it maybe medium. I, I, Bono has a few views I disagree with. I was on a plane not too long ago, and uh, th- there was strangers sitting beside each other, but they didn't know each other, as strangers generally don't. But That's... your man was trying to chat this lady up. Oh no! <laughs> and he started. He just started talking about crypto for like <laughs> most of the duration of the flight. And she kept trying to do the thing where she like lifts the headphones off of her neck yeah. to go put them on. And he's like, but yeah. one more thing. Yeah, just one more thing. Can I really tell you about mining? I just really want yeah. to really quickly. <laughs> NFTs, they're the future. And she was, it was the most awkward. I'm so glad I wasn't sitting beside that man. <laughs> um, so other than all that stuff, we have to talk movie news, Sean. Of and course we do. There's only one place to start. And it's kind of a bit of a carry on from Hero Zero last week. And it's because oh. Oh. Marvel. Well, not yes. Marvel. Sony have announced their latest Spider-Man spin-off that's going to make them billions. This is, if anyone doesn't know, Sony owns Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and Marvel used Spider-Man, Tom Holland. We all know and love him. But so Sony have decided that they're going to make their own Spider-Man universe, but without Tom Holland. Yes, the, the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters, or Spumka. <laughs> And the idea is, let's create so many characters with that don't include Spider-Man that people won't even recognise or notice that we don't have Spider-Man. Exactly, because in the deal that Sony got like back in the day that they're really holding on tightly to... <laughs> oh, they're uh, gripping it. <laughs> they got the rights to Spider-Man and all of his like associated villains. Uh, so what Sony have recently been doing is taking those villains mm. and making them... Not so villainous. Anti-heroes, if you will. Because it's very hard to identify with a character that was originally designed to be the opposite of the good guy. Yeah, and so within that, we've got Venom and Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. We've had everyone's favourite movie, Morbius. We have Craven the Hunter coming up. And now they've announced their next one. Now, I mentioned on Hero Zero. Sony, they own Miles Morales from Spider-Verse. He's a Spider-Man they could use, who's not they Tom really Holland. Um, easy. They also still own Andrew Garfield. Well, they don't own the man, but he no, is no, Spider-Man. No, they could use him in the Amazing Spider-Man 3. It's sitting there. They um, could do a Ben Riley. 
They Ben-Riley. could do a Kane Parker. Like they could do clones. They could do whatever they want. They could do Spider-Man 2099. I mean, but they just get Oscar, Oscar Isaac, Isaac bring him in. He'll do it. Um, but what they've decided to do is, as you said, anti-heroes. That's the way they're going to make money, as shown by Morbius, which was everyone's favourite movie of 2022. And so <laughs> we have her next announced Spider-Man spin-off. The known and loved character that we all... I mean, if you don't know him, you... I I don't want to come out strong, but you literally are the dumbest person in the world. If You, you don't are a him. fool if you don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's too strong, Sean, but El Muerto will be the latest in the Spider-Man spin-off universe villains and heroes Yeah. And El Muerto, for those that aren't educated and who didn't listen to Hero or Zero for some goddamn reason, uh, El Muerto is a character that has shown up in a grand total of two issues oh. of Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, um, and I mean, that's that's a lot of it. And uh, were those issues, were they like 500 pages long or just... just your standard oh. 20 to 30 pager, I would oh. say. Okay. Uh, so they weren't he's not big on every stories. page. No, no, no. They weren't massive. They were kind of just little adventures that Spider-Man <laughs> went on, as so often is the case with Spider-Man comics. Uh, I, I relate this to like if they did the Condiment King as like as his own spin-off in the Batman universe. <laughs> exactly. It'd be like if CW made the Condiment King as a solo project. <laughs> so, Sean, you love Spider-Man. You yeah. love the Sony universe. Do you love everything they're yeah, building over there? Pita- I'd, um, I'd rather you didn't include me with that, Connor. So, I mean, I just want to know, what do you think? Because Bad Bunny is set to star as El Muerto in the movie. So we've got a big name. We've got a big name character. Put them together. You're making billions. Yeah, so you were telling me that a bit, uh, Bad Bunny, he has like been in WrestleMania and stuff like that. Um, El Muerto is a, re- like, he's a luchador. Uh, the El Muerto title is one that's passed down from luchador father to luchador son and the mask gives you super strength basically mm. um he's probably the character that could be the the most heroic objectively like because he he's trying to we talk about this in the hero zero the reason he takes up the mantle is to help save his dad's life like, he mm. takes it up for a noble reason. He teams up with Spider-Man at the end of his two-issue run. Uh, <laughs> he has, the, he has the, uh, the good guy turn very early on. Really, really he does. Yeah. But he's also very tied to Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, he tries to unmask Spider-Man to save his dad's life. It's a whole big thing. But I just feel like they're, like... Was there no one else that you could do? Like, what... <laughs> In all of, like, The Chameleon. Do a, a movie about The Chameleon. Yeah. Or, uh, or I, I don't know, Hobgoblin or some shit like that. that it, this is, I think this is why this is such big news. I mean, it is, say, from last week. But the news caught everyone off guard is because Spider-Man's Rose Gallery is notoriously really good. Like, yeah. there's so many cool characters that they could do. So far, not so great. They've done Morbius, which everyone's kind of like... Okay, that's a bit fine. He's interesting. What's even more confusing to me, though, is that, like, all those characters they could pick from, it does seem like they're trying to set up a Sinister Six. Because the director of Morbius spoiled the post-credits to Morbius. (laughs) And, like, Michael Keaton's Vulture, who is just there now, uh, 
Don't ask like, questions, right? Shut up. Shut up. Multiverse. You love that. Just slapping you around. Look at Jared. Place. Look at him. <laughs> but uh, the like, they, it seems like they're trying to set up a Sinister Six, which is fine. That's cool. I'm good with that. But why would you bring El Muerto into that when you could have Swarm, the man made of bees? He's pretty like, cool. He's We've pretty cool. Swarm. We've covered Swarm, and that's an interesting character. The 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 spot. You know, the guy with spots all over his face oh, he's and really teleport. Great. He's yeah. really great. He's shown up in a few more comics than two. Yeah. But you have El Muerto, who is a, basically just a regular man with a powerful <laughs> magical mask. All right? And he's not even that bad or evil or conflicted. No. He's just fine. He's just fine. Now, if look, if they want to just tell a wrestling story in a universe where Morbius and Venom and maybe Spider-Man exist... I mean, that's fine, but why? What's the point when you just have all these, like, middling to low-rent movies, like, just sitting there and not really contributing anything to this shared universe you're trying to build? Like, I I mean, when it comes down to it, the question that's always come up with Sony is that they are, they are building these movies for a Sinister Six. And I yeah. think that's cool, as you said. But then my follow-up question is, why? Why do we have a Sinister Six if there's no Spider-Man? Who are they fighting? That, that's the thing. The like, system. The, it's got to be the system. Uh, Nando V Movies on YouTube, he did a good video about how like, they team up because J. Jonah Jameson, as mayor of New York, is trying to shut down all these super-powered beings. Right. Which... Again, that's fighting against the system, which I suppose is the best. But Michael Keaton explicitly states that he think it had something to do with Spider-Man. <laughs> so there is a Spider-Man. And it's been confirmed that there's a Spider-Man in that universe, but we haven't seen him I'll yet. I'll tell you something, though. The fucking balls to do six movies in a universe for a Spider-Man universe, and then the big reveal on the seventh movie is, fuck, there's Spider-Man. There's Spider-Man <laughs> the just They're like replicating around. what Marvel did, but it's in the Spider-Man universe, so they don't actually have anyone to take the heat for the first seven movies. Yeah. that moment in a trailer, like, hi guys, I'm here. Like, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna try and do that. Like, there's, yeah. he's gonna stand up on the Empire State Building, or you're just gonna see a silhouette, and Sony's gonna be like, now that's, we've done it, we've cracked it, it's gonna make a million, and it's gonna be the lowest grossing Spider Man movie of all but time. They also have uh, Madame Webb that's coming out. I mean, uh... again, another baffling decision. <laughs> To do that before there's a Spider-Man. I, I think there's somebody throwing darts. There's got to be someone throwing darts at issues of comic, but they just put them all on the floor and they just randomly throw a dart. I think that Kevin Feige went in and acted like the older brother and he picked all of the good ones and said, <laughs> now I'll have them and you can take the rest of those off. You take you. the shitty toys. Now yeah. you make your own universe. And what's more like, oh, like what's going to happen? Because Tom Hardy's Venom was in the MCU for a bit. Right. And so he knows what went on. I suppose he knows some of it. And now he's back there and part of Venom is left in the MCU and none of it makes any sense. And Sony just keep doubling down on being like, now we're doing whatever we want. It's fun. 
the longer this goes, the funnier it becomes, the more I'm going to support Sony. I think they have their heads screwed on, right? I think I want them to keep doing this. I want them to get more and more just like smaller and smaller roles in comic books until we get to the point where they just are like, fuck it, we make them up with our own villains. They're like, but there's like hundreds of characters you haven't done. No, there's nobody left. (laughs) We've got to make up our own villains. We have to figure it out ourselves, guys. (laughs) Half man, half donkey. Like, it's, I, I, I think I don't, I'm really annoyed at Sony, which is ridiculous, because they're a massive corporation and it doesn't matter what I think. Yeah. But, like, I'm tired of, having to talk about those movies and having to have some kind of interest just because it's related to Marvel characters that I like. Well, I mean, leading on from this shot, I mean, uh, my other piece of Sony news is going to really excite you. Um, Venom 3. Morbius (laughs) 2. Venom 3 has officially been confirmed by Sony. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay. Double down, Sony. Do it. <laughs> I'm all in. You know what? I've gone another way now. I've come around full circle. And now I'm like, guys, let's hear them out. I want to see what they can come up with. I want to make. I want it to get as bad as humanly possible because it's kind of funny. Let's just keep doing them. Okay. Well, okay. So Tom Hardy presumably coming back for Venom 3. I don't know if Andy Serkis might come back to direct. Uh, he probably will. Um, but it's, it's a lose-lose situation. Like... Here's a Venom's the hero of this universe. Okay, yeah. go. Yeah, he's the one everyone likes. Hmm. But like, is anything that happened in Morbius gonna? Also, Morbius just lied to us in trailers. Like, not like Marvel lies to us. Morbius actively misled us. Normally, when Marvel lie in a trailer, it's like for the betterment of the reveal to be like, yeah, like they'll they'll take someone out of a scene. Like, in that tour, the last tour trailer, like, someone's clearly got out of that scene. They've just seen yes. the item out. Morbius was adding things in <laughs> to, to be like, oh, these people are in this movie. <laughs> better come. Yeah. Mo- yeah, Morbius had, like, more hype before it did than after it did. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, because, like, if, if the Thor trailer had Thor missing an eye, that'd be huge and massive. Yeah. But seeing that in the cinema, that's a better experience. But seeing Spider-Man on the wall... And being like, holy shit, okay, it's an actual thing. And then it's just not in the movie. That's a, um, that's a lie. So uh, the first Venom made $850 million. Second Venom, $500 million. So a drop off of $350 million. Uh, what are we doing for third Venom? I'm thinking, I think it'll probably do around four or five yeah, hundred million again. It's I Tom think Hardy. it'll kind of plateau. Yeah, he is enough of a draw on his own. Uh, but like, is it going to address the fact that he was in another universe for a bit? Uh, does he remember that? He doesn't remember Peter Parker, but surely he'd remember. Because people in Doctor Strange are going to remember the fact that the universe split apart, right? And <laughs> all this up. weird shit happened. Shut your mouth, Sean. They remember We're there was three it. Spider-Mans, don't Sony, they? Sony, I'm all in. Sony, I am all in. Let's keep doing the, this. The Statue of Liberty <laughs> fell down. <laughs> the Sony executive like, shut your mouth. <laughs> Tom Hardy's in for Venom 7. <laughs> I just feel they need someone like me in the corner of the boardroom when they're deciding these things. Just so that some level of them accepts that, look, you're going to have to make up a lot of shit to make this work. This is is weird. Lads, can we not just all agree this is a fucking weird vibe that we have I'm not telling you not to do it, lads. I'm just, it's weird. (laughs) It's like you're at a party. It's like, the vibe is weird. I don't know why, but I just... just, 
take a not, minute. It's not on point. Um, <laughs> so we're going to move on from Sony uh, because Good. I do have Star Wars news because it is oh, May 6th. fuck. May f- <laughs> <laughs> May 4th coming up, Sean. You should it be is. excited. Coming like a freight train, man. I don't like, I like some of most of all, not all of Star Wars. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> so we did a Star Wars review for Revenge of the Sith on our Patreon last week. Um, we did, just objectively the best Star Wars movie. Objectively, um, just in time for May 4th. And I have more news in regards to Star Wars. It's just a small piece of news that I actually think might be good news for you. Um, Because Star Wars, comics writer Charles Sewell is now a Lucasfilm creative consultant, is Charles. Now, Charles is a very famous, he's a number one times New York best-selling novelist, an Eisner-nominated comics writer, and I mean, he's written for Daredevil, She-Hulk, he's written um, Death of Wolverine, Rise of Kylo Ren, Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith... Holy um, shit, that's actual, and, uh, That's a good run, actually. And the original series, Letter 44. Um, and so, here's the thing. He works for Lucasfilm now. Dave, and I don't want to get you excited, Sean, but mm. Lucasfilm have hired somebody who knows what they're doing. <laughs> that's a bold move on Lucasfilm's part. Have Other they hired him as Favreau. a writer? <laughs> Other than John Favreau. Yeah, who, like, who just makes his own movies. And just it happens to be set in Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> um, that Vader comic in particular, it explores a lot of like the 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 Anakin Skywalker side that's still left within Darth Vader somewhere. It's really really mm-hmm. good. Uh, will Lucasfilm do any of that? Maybe not. Probably not. But I mean, here's the thing: why I bring this up, May Fourth coming up, Sean. I mean, it is pretty big news. But finally, Lucasfilm will have a proper creative consultant who is involved in the comic books, very talented man. Maybe they'll go, does this make sense to you, Charles? Just as a massive Star Wars fan. Um, Charles, if you somebody- to contrive a way for Palpatine to, say, return. <laughs> Charles, I want, to, I want you to use all your brains. I want you to use all your talents. Bring Charles, episode Palpatine 10 back. coming up. Here's what we need. <laughs> We need Palpatine, and we want people who aren't anybody, but they are, okay? Palpatine, uh-huh. his sperm is fucking powerful, Charles, right? He Very gets around. Right. Yeah, he gets around. <laughs> he's He's got a lot of free time on his hands. Uh, I mean, I, look, that's a, that's a new perspective. It's someone who's written Star Wars stories before, uh, and stories that were quite successful, I would mm. say. Now, do you think that they would put him working towards, like... Because Star Wars has, like, an animation side of things coming up, I think. Uh, Visions. Um, They also have... So he's worked for the High Republic comic book series as well. So that's one of his last few. And um, he is going to be involved with The Acolyte, which is a live-action Star Wars series set during the waning days of the High Republic era. Sick. He's going to be involved in the creative process for that. Sean, now you're getting more excited the more I explain it. I do like the High Republic when everything was class and cool. (laughs) Everything was cool and neat. Cool and neat. And they looked to sit were there, but they were were in the shadows, you know. And the Jedi Jedi were good people. They weren't Well, that's the same in Revenge of the Sith, Episode 3, as we discussed, Sean, that the Jedi were completely right in that movie because Yoda's very clever. He's like, there's no dark... That there's there's no evil, right? I just want to put no it out there. At all. There's no there's no evil here, and then, until they're literally like about to kill him, and he's like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> I, <laughs> I sense evil. <laughs> I sense darkness here." 
God, and either aiming their rifles at him. <laughs> and suddenly he's like, oh shit. <laughs> you're like, Yoda, you're meant to be really powerful. What's the deal? But he can do all those flips as a CGI he man. He concentrated too much on gymnastics, not enough on reading the room. He specked into agility yeah. instead of perception. <laughs> Just like, wait a minute, that Palpatine guy, that Chancellor <laughs> looks very similar. That 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 Chancellor we're all really suspicious of. Maybe we should take another look at those holograms. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I just feel like this is pretty big news. Very good news. Very few times do we get to say Lucasfilm and good news. So, Taika Waititi getting true. involved was probably the last type. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so, actually. Because um, we had Patty Jenkins, off. but then she left. So that was kind of sad news afterwards. She's gone. She, she, but we're still doing she, the movie? She left and then she came back and then she left again, I think. So I'm not quite sure. Right. Okay. So Rogue Squadron will happen at some point. It, it, it's in the it's in the pipeline. Yeah. And Book of Boba Fett was fine. I hear. I did not watch it. Apparently, yeah, they made the Luke Skywalker model look better. I mean, it's probably pretty good. Uh, like all those th- series are pretty good. Like like the Mandalorian, very good. So I mean, very very just good. Do what you're doing there, but maybe do it in a movie. You might make a bit of money. I don't, look. I don't want to tell them what to do. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't want to tell you guys how to Star War here. Uh, yeah. I, I look. I I'm definitely not the man to come to. I don't. I wouldn't claim to be a massive fan of the series. All I'm saying is, do good movies. You might make lots of money. And make sure to get Harrison Ford back as Han And make Solo. sure to write three of them at once, <laughs> just for yeah, a crack. Make sure to have an overarching plot that you can just fucking, you know, base everything well, that's the around. Thing. I mean, if you get a writer like Charlton, he's going to come in and be like, okay, well, where's the end point? What are we doing? Yeah. What's the point of this? Yeah, because comics are done one after another, but you have to have them all planned out. You might have, five, co- you might have five comics in the, ish- in the series, but at the end, there's the ultimate goal that you're getting to. Yes, so each, each each comic would have a bit of an arc and a bit of a progression of the story. A mini arc within the major arc. Much like a film. And then all <laughs> of those combined together to make one good, wholesome and fulfilling experience for the reader or viewer. I love the idea that like, Lucasfilm are like taking all this down. They're, they're, they're like Wait taking notes. They're fury. George, George, you gotta hear this. And then it's like you the scene hear from Back to the, the Future. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yes. both did the motion for people. <laughs> For people listening. <laughs> Can't see it, but we both did the Marty McFly motion. <laughs> Wait, no, it's not the Marty McFly. <laughs> the Marvin Berry. <laughs> it has name Marvin Berry. Yeah, Chuck Berry's cousin. Yes, sorry. Yeah, his, how do you remember his name is Marvin? It's, a, it's an iconic scene, Connor. Yeah. How do you course. remember my name is Sean? Uh, we talk like literally every day. That's true. That is yeah. true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm moving on. Good news for Star Wars. I'm excited. Just in time for May 4th. Maybe in probably a few weeks we'll probably have bad news. So, I wanted to get in there early to be like, there could be some positive things. On the I love how way. you're so ready to be disappointed. It's like, yeah, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I, I just don't up. trust them. After, <laughs> after the Force Awakens came out, I was like, I'm all in. And then ever since then, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> They're not going to hoodwink me again. Um, so, Sean, we're moving on to some more CinemaCon footage. Um, and I think you're going to like this because some footage for The Flash came out. Um, oh, I forgot that movie was happening. <laughs> you, you did forget the movie was happening. And within those that bit of footage, now we haven't been able to see it yet because obviously you had to be there. But be there. what we found out is Michael Keaton is very involved 
in the trailers and I think they're leaning more on Michael Keaton more so than the lead actor who we're just gonna, not going to mention <laughs> I mean maybe 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 recent events with certain actors have led to a refocus of the film and its marketing would you say um, poor old Keaton is, he's working double time now um, so he apparently says the line you want to get nuts let's get nuts in the fucking no. trailer no he does not yes Jesus I mean, look, they did make Norman Osborn say I'm something of a scientist myself. So I'll give that a pass. Yeah. Um, You also see all of his different flat, all of his different bat suits, I should say, within within the, the bat cave. That really? you're getting, you also get a sight of Ben Affleck's Batman in a chase with the police. Um, and not only that, you get a Man of Steel villain. You got Zod. Zod is coming back. He's, Zod is back? Oh, Zod's in The Flash. Famously neck-snapped Zod? Famously neck-snapped. It's going to be tough for him to come back from that. But it's a bold strategy, Con. Let's see how it pays off. I mean, I guess it is time travel, so they can go kind of wherever. Yeah, uh, it could just but- be he wins. In that version. Oh, yeah, in that, like, universe that they go into or whatever. Yeah. And you also see Supergirl, of course, and she's wearing a similar suit to that of Henry Cavill. Um, Interesting. No sign of Henry Cavill in this trailer, though, is there? No. As far as we know, now, look, what's probably going to happen is they'll probably release it in a few weeks. But up until this point, we'll get more into it. But I just wanted to let let you know, this is the footage that they're throwing out, that we're going to see a lot more Keaton. We're going to see probably less Ezra. If we're honest with ourselves, um, we're going to have more... I mean, Zod is in it. Ben Affleck is in this, but I'm assuming he's probably not going to be in it for very long. Probably minor enough, uh, the role. Probably the first, like, 15 or 20. He's probably going to help Flash travel back in time. And then... Oh, that's interesting. That's what I would think happens. Like, he does it at Wayne Manor or whatever in the Batcave. And then... Or in his weird, like lakeside villa that he has in Justice League. <laughs> he's he's doing CrossFit, he's drinking alcohol, he doesn't give a fuck. He does not care. Uh, but I, I'd say that that happens and that's the last we see of Ben Affleck's Batman, I would think. Yeah. Um, and look, if you need a bit more information, this is Barry Allen. This movie is going to be based a lot on Flashpoint. And why I've kind of thrown it in this week is we actually have a special guest coming in on Friday's Hero Zero to talk us indeed. through Barry, Barry Allen's Flash and the Flashpoint storyline in general. That will be convenient because I won't be on the episode, but I, I all I know about the Flash basically is chemicals and a lightning strike oh so. we do cover that we we do definitely oh. cover that excellent excellent that'll <laughs> that'll do nicely <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so if you want a bit more information that is coming out on friday just to let you know um but yeah this trailer came out everyone in the crowd was going mad this movie has been pushed back maybe f- when it was meant to come out like 2017 2018 it wasn't so 2017 was it? maybe a little after so Wonder Woman is 2015 I yeah. think or 2016 around then Aquaman is like the year after or two years after I might be a year out either side but yeah. then I think the Flash was meant to come out yeah yeah because it was meant to come out after Justice League wasn't it um or maybe yeah. Wonder Woman is 2017. So it's Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman came out before the Justice League movie, and then Justice League, I think, was 2018. Right. And then Aquaman came out after the Justice League. See, once again, none of these movies are now in continuity. 
That's true. The film was initially scheduled for release March 23rd, 2018. 2018. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So it'll be coming out next year, which is five whole years after it's meant to have come out. Um, and I feel like at this point, the audiences are just rapturous to see this version of The Flash. I think so. I think that it's it's Doctor Strange who I hear people <laughs> saying in the street. Uh, Does Keaton get you excited for this movie? No, I don't think anything will get me. Like, <laughs> I don't care about that universe anymore, which is terrible because I really want to. But I don't. I don't think you could. I don't think there's anything you could do to make me interested in watching that Flash movie. And I think what killed it more is obviously the Batman came out this year. Yeah, that's and what so- I'm more interested in looking at. And look, we might be childish. It might be the new shiny tie that we have. But to be fair, the old tie wasn't that shiny to begin with. And now a new no. shinier tie, much shinier has come out. Much, much shinier. We've just been given like a, a, a machine that makes toys is what we've <laughs> yeah. been given. <laughs> and previously we were like just playing with a piece of grass. <laughs> yeah, between us, we used to share the blade of grass. So <laughs> this is a whole new world for us. I just, I don't like that flash even. And like, I'm... I'm going to say it, Sean. I'm going to come out there. I don't like Ezra Miller as a man. You know what? I think the view of this podcast is that we don't like Ezra Miller as a person. Don't be mean or or not nice to people. I just feel like, just be grand. Just leave them. Leave people alone. Just enjoy the beautiful, like, state of Hawaii. It'll (laughs) be like, just spend your time, I don't know, drinking out of coconuts and stuff. Don't be a prick. We've all seen the movies. Drink out of coconuts. Drink out of coconuts, wear a shirt unbuttoned just slightly too low. But it's fine, you're on holiday. That goes for all of you two listening. Don't be a prick and enjoy some coconuts. <laughs> That's the advice we offer. Just don't be a prick. Just don't be a um, prick if I could sum things up. <laughs> so um, we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. We didn't want to spend too long in the flash because, I mean, it's gone too quickly, Sean. Haha, we've ran Ha-ha. through it so oh. fast. Ha-ha. Um, <laughs> Sprint. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we should do a review of that movie just like it was grand and yeah, yeah it's on. fine 10 seconds um, so Marvel we've got Marvel news Sean we've actually two pieces of news the first one bad news second one probably a bigger piece of news because um, Marvel's Fantastic Four movie has hit a bit of a snatch because oh, I did John Watts the director of all the recent Spider-Man movies um, ha- he was involved to direct the movie so he was going from No Way Home over to Fantastic Four. We have now found out that John Watts has stepped away as director of Fantastic Four. So the Fantastic Four movie currently has no director attached. Okay. I can kind of see John Watts being just like, I just did a big massive film. I want a break. And I'd imagine Fantastic Four production is like properly ramping up fairly soon. Yes. I think like in the next six months. Yeah. So that might be... It might be a lot to ask to be like, hey, jump into this massive, like, Marvel Universe-shaking event of introducing some of the most popular characters in all of comics, you know? Apparently, and it's not one of those where, like, there's a massive piece of hot gossip coming out of this, or, like, there's been a fallout. I mean, this man did three Spider-Man movies, and, like, I would assume, after doing No Way Home he probably has a pretty good relationship with Marvel. Like, they're not going to be like, ah, oh, you're shit, because he just did No Way Home. 
So, yeah, yeah. And I did see a lot of people like giving a bit of hate about this, being like, oh, he had no vision and all this kind of stuff. But like, so, like a lot of st- stuff that's in those Spider-Man movies like defines that character in that universe. And I yeah. think people broadly really like that version of Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And like a very good balancing act with No Way Home. Um, just to include all those characters and not have it completely fall apart. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we kind of discussed it. It was when the Batman came out. There, everyone was like, "Oh well, No Way Home is now shit because the Batman is good. They're both good, right? It's just yeah, they're, they're they can be good for different reasons." Exactly, exactly. And like, yeah, if you freeze frame like something that's meant to be in motion, the CGI might look a bit funny. But mm. if you enjoyed it when you were watching it, does it matter? Like, that's the main. That's the main event. Like, you you yeah. don't analyze it in that moment in the cinema. So now my question to you, Sean, is with John Watts stepping away, Fantastic Four movie just sitting there, waiting to be done. I have two, I've I've one main question, and that is, is this the start of a downfall again for Fantastic Four as a property? Or are we going to get an even better director in? Do you know what? Do you know what I want? I want John Krasinski to direct it. <gasps> and not be Mr. Fantastic. Oh, that's a disgrace. <laughs> that's that a would disgrace. be that would be hilarious after all of the campaigning that's been done by fans. And he's sitting there in the casting room, like trying to find a Mr. Fantastic, sitting there with the grey in his temples. <laughs> like, yeah. Who yeah. are we gonna get? <laughs> Just being a prick to any woman around him. <laughs> Just proper. He's like pure in character completely. <laughs> I feel like I'm stretched in so many directions here. <laughs> we need to find an actor to play this role. Um, I mean, you could. Get, I think Krasinski could act and direct. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, yeah, like, and uh, he's done it before with A Quiet Place and stuff like that. I, d- I don't, but I don't think anyone has done that with the Marvel machine. I don't think anyone's acted as lead and then directed. No, I think the closest you'd probably get is Taika. Uh, with yeah. Korg, so was Kenneth Branagh in Tor? Did it? Did he pop up in those movies? I think he popped up in them, but I don't know how. Like he he wasn't playing Thor, like oh yeah, he, but, yeah. It's much different when you're just like Mister Fantastic of the Fantastic Four, and you're also the director, and you also have that Marvel studio behind you, and you have to introduce all these characters. It's a big thing, so you don't normally see it. Um, so I mean, you, I think Krasinski could do it, but maybe he just doesn't want that fucking pressure. Maybe that's a that's a whole host yeah. of problems. For like family dynamics, Greta Gerwig would be a really good get to direct this. <laughs> There's no way they're getting Greta. She wouldn't do. There's no way they could afford her. There's no way, <laughs> yeah. and she wouldn't. She wouldn't do it. She's too good. For She's her. doing the Barbie movie at the minute. Yeah, and, then, and that looks savage. <laughs> did you see the news that they're not going to play Barbie Girl? Um, in the movie it's not on the soundtrack for the film and, every, and the internet lost its mind <laughs> it's like it has to be that's the only thing that'll make it good we are, we've already predicted that instead of being in the movie the first the trailer, trailer is yeah. the slowed down version of the song I mean it has to be has to be you get yeah you get like probably Billie Eilish will sing it or something it's an, a oh. slow sad version you know yeah and it's gonna have like Barbie looking in the mirror and there's no way Margot Robbie signed up to that movie and I think, is Gosling attached? I think Gosling, Gosling is, is in it as well. Gosling's playing Ken and Greta's directed. 
And so there's no way they're playing this straight as a Barbie the, movie. We've no got off Fantastic Four. <laughs> I know that, but it's just really quickly. That movie makes no fucking sense, right? But there's no way those three people are signed on to that movie, and that movie's just going to be like a Barbie movie that's not very good. No, yeah, like that's not like a, a tie-in, cash-in. Like it's not like the Emoji Movie kind of level of quality. It's going to be a good movie because which is Margot weird. could easily Margot could easily do that, get the paycheck. And move on. Like, yeah. but when she, when she brought Gerwig in and Gosling, I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> there's something what's, going on. <laughs> what's happening here? <laughs> so back to Fantastic Four, Sean. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? We've lost John Watts. Yeah. Look, I, I, I think he would have done a great job, but I think, like, there are other directors out there that you could get in. I think that, uh, it's still, it's not like they lost him mid-production. You know, and I think he knew that as well because he left kind of voluntarily and was just like, listen, I'm going to call it quits before I get in too deep here. Um, Apparently he's leaving because he's working on a movie with Apple TV that he's writing and directing um, and it is to star George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Do you know what? That's a pretty big, pretty big project that you'd want to devote a lot of time to, I would say. Yeah, so it's it's one of those where he's like, I'm leaving just to do a movie with George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Sorry. <laughs> Sauce. Sorry, me, I can't come to your party. Me and my friends are going to my, America. My much more cool and handsome friends are going we're, to We're a getting a private party. jet to Vegas, actually. So <laughs> um, I yeah, I don't know who they could get in. I mean, Michael B. Jordan as director might be funny. Uh, just get him in. Just Jamie Bell. Let Jamie Bell direct it. Josh Trank. Oh, Josh, Josh is Trank. back. <laughs> the redemption. <laughs> Josh Trank comes back in from Fan Four Stick and is like, I'm going to make the movie I always wanted to make with these characters. I mean, it could work, couldn't it? Mm. Could I mean, could. Uh, how much of a stretch for Kevin Feige's powers would that be if we got Trank in? I, I don't know. It is tough because... Every other, like, director or character who's been in uh, a, a poorly received production has been brought back based off of the fact that they have been in other things that are excellent. But Josh Trank did Chronicle. Yeah, but he did cr- that before the bad thing. Yeah, yeah, but Chris Evans was uh, Human Torch before he was Captain America, you know? I, I suppose, but also Chris Evans is a bit different. That's true. He had been he in not like another teen movie. He does look like Chris <laughs> Evans. That is, he does have that part. I'm not like swinging for Josh Trank, by the way. I don't like. I, I'm not saying he's the best man for <laughs> guys, the job. Guys, guys, I think he's perfect. Guys, hear me out here. Um, I don't know. Like, get 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 Matt Reeves to do it. <laughs> like Matt Reeves, drop off the Batman and go yeah. straight into doing this, and the world will lose its mind. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill James could direct Gunn. it. James Gunn comes in, does another team up with a, ba- a bunch of misfits. I don't know if the James Gunn tone would work with Fantastic Four, though. No, actually, that's but true. I don't know what kind. I don't of think tone the Taika tone would work either. No, I don't think so. I think it's a very s- slim niche that Taika's tone would work for. Mm. Um, but maybe, do you know what I'd love to do? It is like Bong Joon Ho or someone. Just get someone. You, no, I'm just you, picking very done, acclaimed right? directors what you, here. What, you, what you've decided to do is just pick the best directors in the world. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let's just let them do it. Actually, that would be the biggest flex. Fucking talk Martin Scorsese. 
into making the Fantastic Four movie. Just like getting pissed drunk, paying a million, billion dollars. Billion dollars. You have the money, Disney. You have all the money. Yeah, and you just say, just fucking do it, Martin. All right? (laughs) And he'd get Captain Leonardo in. Leo would come in and do the movie with them. Oh, he'd be Mr. Fantastic. He'd be Doom. He'd be Doctor Doom. Although I think Keanu Reeves might be Doctor Doom based off some rumours I've seen. Uh, Which would be pretty good. They don't even have a director at this stage, Sean, so it's very hard to cast people in the movie. Um, But what follow-up from the Marvel news is that Marvel and Kevin Feige have come out and that they are currently planning out the next 10 years of the MCU as he is at a secret retreat where the studio will work hard at planning out the whole next decade until 2032. That's going to be... That's going to be a lot, man. Like, because it's only going to get bigger. It's only going to get more connected. But isn't it refreshing to see a studio planning things out so far in advance? Hey, Lucasfilm. (laughs) And DC. Um, um, Apparently, he says, thanks to COVID-19, this will be the first time in several years that the crew at Marvel Studios will meet in person. So this is the first time they've been able to get the band back together to plan the next 10 years. So they're all going out, they're going to drink from coconuts and have shirts yeah. just slightly unbuttoned yeah. and they're going to plan everything out. Like, there's still there's a lot planned already that still hasn't come out. Like, we're doing Secret Invasion and all that stuff. I'm pretty sure they're up to 2026 at this stage or something. So yeah, they're, like, so finalising the, till 2032. That's insane. Like, presumably, the big question is, like, mutants, which are going to be touched on in Doctor Strange. And then I think we'll get fully integrated in the next four or five years, I would say. I I mean, the main question I have is just, and we ask this all the time, Sean, at some stage this has to stop. At, at some stage they're going to run out of people that care <laughs> about that this. That is true. I think it's going to change. I, like, it's, I think, and I think it's kind of already started, like, post Age of Ultron, say I think people really got fatigued on these movies and then we got uh, Infinity War hype and Endgame hype and those were big huge events and I think people got really really excited for them again and then after that uh, we had Spider-Man Far From Home and then we had nothing and then COVID hit and then we had two years and I think people got really excited again in those two years and then most of what we got, like we got a Black Widow movie, we got Shang-Chi, we got The Eternals, and we've also gotten a bunch of Disney Plus stuff. So I feel like people are had nothing and got a, lo- a load of hype and then got really, really uh, fatigued with it again. Mm. And now we're building into Multiverse of Madness, which is a big hype movie again. So I think they just need to, instead of being highs and lows, I think they need to find a way to level out like people's excitement. <laughs> everything's a seven. We just need everything at a seven. No, no, no. Like, have everything good, but stop with the, like, I, I'm, I'm trying to explain it. It makes sense in my head. But stop with um, just pumping shit out. Whatever you put out, just have it be the best it can be. But don't yeah. don't just be like, oh, and here's Hawkeye season two because Jeremy Renner was free for six months. You know? Yeah, I, I feel like it's... 
I mean, 2032 is a long way away. We don't know. Um, will we even still be interested? That's will we even my, be alive, Connor? Will we even be alive? <laughs> Who knows? I'm planning to kill you and me. Oh, that's months. that's that's worrying. That's also evidence now. So go, good on you. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> if you mysteriously pass, no one mysteriously pass it away for at least another few months. You say that every week to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we say goodbye. I'm, you're like, I talk to you later. I'm like, no mysterious dates. No, no mysterious. I let you know if there is. I let you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to be first for blame, so I don't want that. Um, yeah, so like they will have. I mean. 10 whole years left. They still have Guardians of the Galaxy 3 to do. They've got Secret Evasion. They've got Ironheart. Armor Wars. They've got Black Panther. Ant-Man. Um, they've got Thor, Love and Thunder. So they're just even the next four movies in a row, five movies in a row. So, uh, I mean, a whole bunch of stuff. And then once they introduce mutants, it's up in the fucking air. Wolverine movie. Magneto movie. Professor X movie. X-Men movie come together. It's going to be fucking fantastic. Um, Gambit movie. By, by fantastic, I... Gambit movie but Channing Tatum's directing oh he'll be crushed <laughs> he's not crushed even Krasinski directed and they're like oh for fuck's sake lads. Um, you too yeah wait, I just have I have a small piece of news uh, that I just did because I thought it was funny um, and that is that uh, the director of do you remember do you know the way the Lightyear movie er, is coming out uh, based oh, yeah. on Buzz Lightyear so, yeah it's like a set, a story set in the Buzz Lightyear universe Chris Evans is playing Buzz Lightyear right oh it's oh I mean it's absolutely fantastic it's, it's the best idea I've ever heard for a movie so um, the director has come out Angus McLean and they've said that Lightyear is the Star Wars of the Toy Story universe <laughs> Right. That's. I I mean, fine. I get. What does that mean? Like that. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> well, that's why I brought it up because it just made me laugh. Because have you ever read a headline that says "Ah, la-? you're just trying to get press"? I know I understand that, but at the same time, there's a point where I'm like, that sentence doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you're just trying to get a, like onto the like the SEO Star Wars plus Toy Story kind of a deal. Yeah. But, like, but there are Star Wars references in Toy Story. Zerg says, I am your father in Toy Story 2 when he's talking to Buzz. And and Lightyear, I mean, that's a movie you were asking for for years, weren't you? You were thinking, spin-off, I want to see Buzz Lightyear as maybe a hero in his own story. I mean... I, I got that though in Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Well, that's, that's uh, true, yeah. Classic no, that's, that's animated true, yeah. cartoon series, Connor. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. So we'll just yeah. do that again. Um, okay, as a cartoon. Is there, be a, is there um, live action? Live, live action. action, weird, a hybrid live action cartoon blend, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, I, w- I want to get Chris Evans in, but I don't want him to do things. I want to put dots on him. And I just want to <laughs> see what happens. After after Captain America, Chris Evans refuses to put on any more costumes, so it's just voice acting from now on. <laughs> That's it. Um, that or Knives Out 4. That's the only thing he's coming back for. Um, <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to cover that news. There's not news there. That's just a headline that made me laugh from the director. Um, speaking of director, Sean, 
I have a big piece of news for Fast X because oh. I mean you were you were telling me you were very excited about this movie. Um, you said that this was the your most anticipated movie in the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, I guess because it's the last one, it's the most anticipated of the ones that have left to come out. Yes, that is that is and it's a two parter, so technically that's oh, it. Shit. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> You're more excited oh. for part one than two, are you? Gotcha. I've, I've been done. I've been done here, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but for the last movie they decided to bring back one of the best directors around Justin Lin um, and I mean Justin Lin he, he came back and everyone was over the moon because like Justin Lin's a pretty good director and he's directed okay. these movies before he knows the deal he knows the story of what's going on um, and so what's happened is he stepped out over creative differences in regards oh, to shit. Fast X before before they've even started. So what you're saying is, he's available mm. for Fantastic Four. <laughs> yes. That's a movie saying. about family, Connor. <gasps> Literally <laughs> La Familia. <laughs> the original Marvel La Familia. <laughs> <laughs> there was also apparently, I mean, I wouldn't put any much stock into this, but Lane apparently has come out and been like, uh, Vin Diesel's out of shape and he just keeps trying to take over and he's being weird. <laughs> now... I think there's probably just the internet doesn't like Vin Diesel. So true. people are going to put that story out there. So let's not put too much stock into that. Creative differences can mean a whole host of issues. But Fast X has lost its director before it even began. That's Look, if, if he left... Again, he left before it was like midway through production. Someone else can see the project through from start to finish. That's absolutely a good mm. thing. Um, I'd be more interested to know, like, if it's creative differences about, like, story, I want to know what crossed the line for him, where he was like, no, it's too, it's too wild and crazy. So he's done all of the good ones of the Fast and Furious, so he's done... that's worrying. (laughs) He's done five and six, which are probably notoriously the two best. Is seven seen as good? But five, five mostly is everyone's favourite. So um, he he was brought in during Fast and Furious 4. I think that was just called Fast and Furious. But he came in, that was before they, um, or no, after they were just stealing, you know, random things. What was the plot of the first one, Sean? Uh, stealing, was it DVD players they were stealing? Yeah, DVD players. So when he came in after Tokyo Drift, bit... The series was in shit, to be honest. And he just kind of picked it up. And he's the reason why it's now this such a big thing. So they were like, Fast X, he's the guy to get back in. We need him. And so him coming in and then dropping out, it applies to me, he must understand what's going on in regards to the cast. Like, he's worked with Vin Diesel like 50 times at this stage. Can't just be him. Probably has to be something to do with the studio who wants something in particular and he won't do it. Maybe that's it because it's so successful now. He doesn't have the freedom that he had on previous fast shoots to like do what mm. he wants and do how he do it how he wants to do it. Um, so maybe he's just kind of feeling like a bit, a bit like uh, strangleholded by that. That's not a word, but you know mm. what I mean. Um, but I or they were like, okay, so in this scene, the rock goes back in time, and he was like, no, not for me. Not in my Fast and Furious franchise. I want to keep this to the book. I want this good. 
Although, wouldn't it be good if they went back in time and they were the ones driving the vans full of DVD players? Oh, fuck off. Oh, come on. Nah. And they're oh, just, they're in a loop. They're La Familia yeah. forever. They're La Familia, but they're the ones driving the, the villain cars who are trying yeah. to kill them in all speed chases. That's it, because they're bored. <gasps> oh, they're they've been trapped in this loop for so long, they just want to die. <laughs> and then a Groundhog Day montage of Vin Diesel dropping a toaster in his own bathtub. That's why they're all so skilled at everything, because they've been through it so many times, they they've know exactly what to do to survive. They've lived these days five million times, oh man. I've, I've cracked the franchise, Connor. <laughs> And we're finishing off Movie Mondays this week with the pretty big news. Um, The news that stood out to me most this week, and that is Warner Brothers. They've come out and they have confirmed the Batman 2 with the whole team returning for the sequel. Everyone returning. All the cast, all the crew. Yes, Probably not Zoe Kravitz. We don't know if she's going to be in the movie or not because she left. She probably might pop up at the end of the film. Um, probably won't go heavy as heavy in terms of the uh, trailers and stuff with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it'd be weird if they had like the goodbye and then the start of the next movie they're just back together. That's kind of a bit strange. Um, they just got so, back together off screen. <laughs> just off screen. We didn't see it. So the Batman 2 has been confirmed by Warner Brothers with the whole team returning, including Matt Reeves, including Colin Farrell's Penguin. Um, this is going to be pretty big. Um, they, apparently the movie had over 4 million views on HBO Max in the first week imagine if they had uh, released it worldwide perhaps wouldn't that have been nice it would be nice I haven't seen the movie yet but <laughs> it's fine <laughs> it's fine it's fine no like it, it was always going to get a sequel there were these weird like rumours about like uh, Pattinson and Matt Reeves not getting on and shit like that I, mean, I don't know how much stock yeah. to put into those, but they, they seem to work well enough together to make an excellent film. So I'm re- like, I'm more excited about this than the Flash movie for sure. Oh, absolutely! I like so yeah. You've Matt Reeves coming back. That's very good because I mean, if he had left, I I would be very worried. The issue is, or the good thing is that they brought him in. They were like, "You have a trilogy of Phillips if it does well," and so. Yeah. He wrote three movies. He had the idea of... Maybe he didn't write all three of them, but I'm assuming Matt Reeves, talented human being that he is, thought of, this is probably the plot of the third one. That's the thing. Like Clever, 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 clever man Matt Reeves, he hmm. set up stuff in this film that presumably will be paid off in, within second and third installments of the films. And not only that, within the first film, Colin Farrell's Penguin obviously starts off as like the second in command. He's now getting his own series um, yeah. in a spin-off series that's going to build up his character. So when it comes back to the Batman 2, he's going to be a much bigger role. Uh, the Penguin is probably going to be running like most of the crime in Gotham. And we'll see a lot more of that, which is pretty great. Like, if you're just Colin Farrell just waiting after doing his own HBO Max series. Yeah, like, he's just waiting in the wings. Still wearing the, the penguin suit, I imagine. Um, also, do, sorry, just to let you know, the other series that they're doing is based on Arkham Asylum. So that would be a great way to introduce a whole host of new villains. Yeah, and, like, they don't have to be scheming in that series. They can just be oh. there and we get to know them 
Yeah. And then they're ready to go whenever we need them. You can just pluck a villain from the rogues gallery. Exactly. Um, Like, do you think then that we will hear from the Riddler or the Joker in the second film? Um, I've always said I I would really like if the Joker was just like a background character in all three of Mm -hmm. these films. I think that would be really bold uh, to do that. I think they probably would because, I mean, the marketing just... They just see it as a potential, like, a lot of money. But I feel like we've always said it. Second one should be Doctor Strange or... I think Bane is too early. Like, Bane is, like, 2012, so you can't go back to Bane. We said that about Joker. But, look, we can't go back to Bane. So I would go Doctor Strange or Clayface. That we, We love the idea of Clayface. Or... But Clayface, once again, is a bit like it's a bit out there for this universe. It's a bit fantastical for it's the, a bit fantastic. the Matt so universe. I like the idea of Doctor Strange, or not Doctor Strange, uh, Hugo, Hugo Strange. Strange. Um, Te- technically, Doctor Strange. Technically, still Doctor Strange. Hugo Strange, I should say. Um, him coming in and basically wanted to get to the bottom of who Batman is, finding out his his identity. Why does he do the things that he does? It's like a psychological thriller. You could do very cool things with that in this universe. Yeah, and you can set Strange up in that Arkham Asylum show, have him be like the head of Arkham. Um, And then we've got his motivations, we've got everything on lock, and he can have it mostly figured out by the time the second Batman movie starts. But throughout the course of the Arkham series, we see him putting it together, maybe by interviewing criminals that Batman has kicked the shit out of. Yeah. Like, I I just feel like it, there's a whole host of possibilities. Who would you like to see as the villain in the sequel? I don't know. Maybe like a Mr. Freeze type. Um, Mr. Freeze like, is pretty good as well. Just going off to like the, like, like the loss. Like, Batman has technically lost Catwoman and maybe he's dealing with that so he could empathise with Mr. Freeze having lost his wife and become a weird snow-based villain. You just literally do Heart of Ice again, but just do live action version. Yeah, um, and maybe like and two then, and a half hours, maybe not three hours and, this time. And, and then maybe this Batman has to come to terms with the fact that this villain is doing villainous things for good reasons. He's trying to save Man, his wife. Maybe things aren't so black and white after all. Wait a minute. <laughs> and maybe, maybe he'll be nice to Alfred for the duration of the film. <laughs> You're not my dad, Alfred. No, be nice fuck? to Andy. Be nice to Andy. He just got off a of direct in Venom 4, okay? <laughs> he's to- he is struggling. He is. He's a sad boy. Um, I think that's it for this week's movie news, Sean. You were right. It was a very packed week of movie yeah. news this week. Uh, would you like mm. me to take us out, Connor? Yeah, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesdays. Friday with a very special guest episode of Hero or Zero. And then next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks to everyone who supports us over on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast. There is a link to that in the description. And shout outs, of course, go to Waffles, the magic undisputed king of Aotearoa, New Zealand. I mean, now that we've said it on the podcast, it's true. Undisputed. Undisputed. Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Ryan Wrighttime Evanson, Sean Groyermo for a bro, Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Hilmroos, Lil Dicky. So, do you like stuff, McGrew? Not a big fan myself. Uh, I'm I'm impartial. I'm cool. I'm, really? I'm grand. I'm still undecided, actually, to be honest. 
Well, look, one day you might come around to stuff. We'll yeah. have to wait and see. Uh, Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe Wanda did this, Sammy DeLucia, Michelle Brown, and Michaela Doherty. Thank you all so, so much for the support. You're all absolutely amazing. You help keep the show going every single week. So we really do thank each and every one of you. Uh, for being on the Patreon, you do get extra things like movie reviews. We also do reviews of some of the Disney Plus shows. So we just put out a review, as we mentioned, of Revenge of the Sith, Star Wars Episode 3. So that's up there if you want to listen to it. And coming out soon will be the review of the final episodes of Moon Knight as well on Disney Plus. So something to look forward to there. Other ways to support the show. There is a merch store link below. You can get t-shirts and hats and all that good stuff. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Development's Discussion Group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Long. I have been Sean Neal. And we shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.